And we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than Manscaped. Remember, use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. Head on over to the website now, manscaped.com, and pick your up a lawnmower 3.0. They have reinvented the ball hair trimmer for us men, okay? No more bloody messes, no more nicks, nothing like that down below. Just a smooth, clean set of balls. It allows you to walk out the door with confidence. It allows you to go into the world with confidence, knowing that everything is taken care of down below. Remember, use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. Go to the website right now, manscaped.com, and start living a better life. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have Alex Pace. Alex is already a friend of the show. He is home right now due to the cancellation of the NLL season. So he actually lives actually like two minutes away from me. So uh, I knew that he was home, shot him a DM, shot him a text, said, Alex, come on the podcast. Let me know what you're up to. Let's talk about the world of sports and how it's coming back. He played lacrosse here growing up in, uh, I think he played for the Southwest organization. Uh, He plays currently for the Philadelphia Wings in the NLL. Like I said, he's been on the podcast before. He's a great guy. Great conversation we had last time. So we had some free time now and I thought it would be a good idea to bring him on the show. So I'm Justin. We're talking to Alex Pace. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. Alex, we're going. All right. How are you? Good, man. How's the Christmas treating you? It's been good. Yeah? yeah? It's always good to get home, you know, for sure. How long have you been here for? Like, I remember we talked back in April when this when it first yeah. started. Remember you came over? Yeah. Yeah. I was home all summer, and um, then I went back to school September. Mm. So I just, just finished my first semester of my uh, master's. Congrats. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was online, so a little different than... Uh, than the normal school semester feel for sure but yeah so then i've been home now for three four weeks i had to do the isolation so oh yeah if you count those two weeks of being home what are you uh what, what are you studying again in your master's applied health science yeah someone jasper was telling me that yeah. yeah you told me that in the first podcast but it slipped my mind how's that going good because yeah. give me a background on what that even means so basically uh mine applied health science is kind of a umbrella term but um mine is more focused on like epidemiology and biostatistics so kind of a good good uh field to be going in due to everything that's happened right absolutely um but yeah so i'm working with uh professor brent fought okay i worked with him last year too he's a really good guy so i learned a lot working with him and uh yeah we're we're um i'm gonna be doing a thesis on hospital data so we're looking at people who have fallen in the hospital and sort of seeing if we can figure out trends of the type of people who are more likely to fall so then we can sort of predict those people before it happens do you mean like physically falling like elderly people slipping like that's what you're talking about in the hospital yeah so what's the thesis going to be about like hazards around the hospital that allows that to happen yeah it's it's biostatistics so we'll look at basically like the different variables that would cause someone to fall so you look at everyone who's fallen and then you look at, okay, maybe are they on this type of medication or are they fe- oh. female or over the age of 75? Okay. And then we're just going to look at everything and see if there's like a pattern. 
how does how do you get involved in this? Like, at what age do you go? You know, I'm I'm kind of interested in this stuff. Like that, the fact that you brought it up that would never enter my mind ever in a million years. But yeah, how, how do you stumble upon that career path? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, I did a medical science undergrad, so so let's start there then. Yeah. How do you how do you go from high school and then go into that in college and go? Oh, I have an interest in this. Yeah, I think I just wanted to. I, I wanted. To, I knew science is a good field to be in, and uh, I wanted to challenge myself. So yeah. I went into medical science undergrad and then this master sort of just came about with um, working with Dr. Fott and um, that's his field. So What's his name, sorry? Dr. Fott. Dr. Fott, okay. Yeah, so that's um, that's his specialty. So, um, And I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with math and statistics. So it's a little different than like, you know, biology and chemistry. So yeah. I've liked it so far, so... Yeah. How can you relate a medicine that's in someone's body to someone that falls? Like, if someone's on too much Advil, like, how can you predict someone falls yeah, because of it? Yeah, I mean, it would be, like, side effects of med- medicines. They maybe make people drowsy or oh, okay. dizzy or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just trying to picture you, like, playing lacrosse and the doctor's trying to, like, help you out. If you get hurt, you're like, I got it, I got it, doc. I'm good. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Just giving yourself needles and stuff. <laughs> How's the training going? Like I said before, you got here, Jasper and the boys. You said that you guys were out there playing. Yeah. How's that going? Yeah, we got a good crew around here, you know. So since I was home all summer, um, we had a good group. We had the HPLL boys out. The, the what? HPLL. <laughs> What's that? Because we were playing at Highland Park. <laughs> okay, yeah. So yeah. that was like uh, McKenna and Jasper, Drew McDonald, Draper, yeah. all those boys. Yeah. So. Uh, now that I'm home again, I'm like, all right, boys, let's get back to work, you know? So uh, Absolutely. We rented out the gray there, and uh, Belly was invited, but he... Uh, Throwing me under the bus. He couldn't make it. Too many drinks the I, night before, I won't lie. I gave him a stick. <laughs> I gave him a fresh twig. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't even use it. No, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. What do you say, Saturday? Yeah. I'm, I'm coming we're, out. I'm going to hold myself to it. We were a little short guys, dude. Were you? Yeah. So what are you doing? Are you going to helmets and gloves? No, like, we were full gear. You're full gear? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I'll be going. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know if I have full it, gear. It was honestly a pretty hard run, so. You're sweating it out, eh? Yeah, we were, because we, we had the place for three hours. So we did, <sighs> like, hour pracky and then scrimmage for. You place for three hours. That's all they'll let you rent at the gray. How much is it for three hours? I think it's like 250 How many guys you got? We had 15. Oh, yeah. So. It's a thing about this time of year. It's, it's tough to get out and exercise, especially with the gyms closed. Are they open now? They're open? Still. You can't yeah. get a workout like a lacrosse workout. I remember every time I played uh, the first game of senior, you go into it, you're somewhat in shape. But then that first run, just humbling. The second run, like the, the second game is a little bit better than the third game. You're just back into it. But I always remember that first game of the year. And especially the first game, usually you're always short a couple guys, so you don't even have an opportunity to change, and you're just bagging yourself up and down the floor. But, like I said, it's... Yeah, there's it, definitely nothing like game shape. doesn't matter oh. how hard you train. Oh, yeah. But I, yeah. No, you go. But, yeah, we, uh, in St. Catharines, there, that was part of the reason uh, I wanted to go back up there after the summer because we have a lot of guys around, obviously, that, that play at a high level, so... We were. I was playing like three or four times a week in St. Catharines. Yeah. With like a lot of other pro guys, and mm. so we had our own run in St. Catharines going, and like I think we had like twenty guys out, and every single one was going to NL camp. Get the. You see what I mean? Like that's that Ontario base. That's it awesome. Is. Yeah. It's incredible. So, and I mean, obviously, everyone's in the same boat without being to play, so they're all looking to play. So yeah. we had guys coming like an hour away, 
and stuff. So it was pretty good. But then they just locked down in Ontario. So all that's all that's done. So was that part of the reason why you came home because of the lockdown there? Yeah. Well, it hadn't locked down yet when I came home. But I mean, I had to do the isolation, so I had to be home relatively early because I don't want to be isolating through Christmas and stuff, right? That's it fair. Defeats the purpose. But now that it's locked down there, I'll probably stay a little longer here because we can practice and yeah. go to the gym and stuff so yeah no that's the thing about those uh those situations of where you can play with pro guys it's like i'm thinking of the nhl guys that skate here but there's people that come from alberta like taylor hall comes here all those first round draft picks that get drafted that year who was it last year that came they went yeah, to new jack jersey hughes. jack hughes, hughes came yeah it's like all those boys come here but the, the best players in the world just want to get better and you can't get better unless you're playing with the best players in the world yeah exactly. so in that ontario hub some of the best players in the world are there and i understand you're like guys come from an hour away it's like yeah i get it yeah 100 percent, i get exactly. it exactly like the last run we had we had like dane smith was there who, who was the nl mvp like two years ago like dude kyle matisse like we we had like 15 guys that are like solid NOL player so it's pretty good and then we have like our younger guys like junior a guys from around that just yeah. got drafted so it was a great opportunity for them too to um kind of get their feet wet yeah. before going going to camp this year so um I wanted to talk about Draper who just got drafted to the Thunderbirds was yeah. he was he said he was out in the run with you boys the other day uh he wasn't there but he's gonna be there for sure have you talked to him at all has he asked you any advice anything like that because that's a guy who's from around here and yeah yeah, uh, I mean, I know Draper is a hard worker, and I know that it was funny. I, I don't want to say I take credit for uh, him getting drafted, but he before the draft, he, he he had put his name in, and I said, okay, that that's great. You should probably put together, like, a little tape or something to sort of get some buzz going about your name, right? Smart. And he Did put, you do the same thing? I didn't do the same thing because – I was sort of on the circuit up there, okay. so uh, and I had talked to teams, but he kind of put his name in just like a sh- like just taking a shot to put his name in. But yeah. if they if they don't know your names and then your chances are are less likely, right? And so yeah. he put out a nice highlight tape and ended up getting picked by Halifax, which I was super excited for him. That's awesome. But yeah, no, he's a really hard worker, and the guy's an athlete. He's a good player. I mean, it's definitely going to be a, a a step up, but. I think when you're there around those best guys, just soak it all in and um, like you'll learn so much even in that short amount of time and yeah. just go in there. You deserve to be there. Go in there and uh, work for a spot, you know. Yeah, it's great. Like, you know, I don't want to give you all the credit, but you're definitely setting a forefront for lacrosse players in this part of the world. You know, the, you, you set the path of going to Ontario, getting noticed and then going to the NLL. You know, the Thunderbirds have a big part of, you know, kids uh, having a lacrosse stick in their hands right now as well. But, you know, just seeing a guy like yourself do the path and seeing the first guy behind you, like Draper, who's to know what the path looks like the next 10 years. It must be a cool feeling for you. Exactly. to Like, I remember when Jasper said, hey, like, Pacers back, the boys are getting together. Meaning, okay, Pacers the leader of this group. We're going to have a, a good throw around. Yeah. That must be a cool feeling for you. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, that's all I want is to just grow the game as yeah. much as I can, especially here because, you know, it was, I did make a lot of sacrifices, and it wasn't an easy journey to get where I am, but if you can make that journey easier for other guys and sort of show them the way that you can reach your goals, then that's yeah. an awesome feeling. It takes a lot of sacrifice, too, moving away. You know, yeah. it's like that's, you know, don't get me wrong. Most guys don't mind it, but other guys do. Other guys are a homebody. Other guys do like the mums cooking. They don't really want to leave, and I, I completely get that. I'm a homebody myself. Yeah. But guys that do move away at a young age, not even lacrosse, not any sport, 
I just find whenever they do come back to Halifax and I talk to them, just the maturity level, the, the, the wisdom of leaving your house and kind of turning into a man when you're 16, 17, living with someone else, you have to grow up a little bit more. Like I said, not lacrosse, not hockey, any any sport. If you go away at a young age, you you notice it. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, a lot of people who know me know, uh, like I, I have a great relationship with my parents, and I'm really tight with my family. And uh, my mom does a ton for me when I'm at home. But you definitely learn so much when you go away, and just because yeah. you have no choice, you're just oh, yeah. you're forced to grow up. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a lot of sacrifice. You know, I was away. I would be away for the full school school year, and then I would spend summers there too. So I was really home like once a year for four years, you know. So it's crazy. A lot of guys don't want to make that commitment, and um, maybe that that is, seems too much for them. But if you want to do it, that's sort of the only way. Well, that's always the confusion I had about the sport in general. Any sport is the commitment level at sixteen, because most kids or most guys when they're sixteen aren't really committed to. Maybe you know there obviously are some, but the majority aren't committed to going to the NHL or NLL. They might say they are, but most of them are out in the weekend having a couple beer, having the bag of chips, McDonald's, and all that shit. Like that's just kind of the eighty seventy five percent of the guys. Yeah. But to actually have drive at sixteen years old, go no no no, this is gonna happen for me. That's a rare breed. Yeah. And that's it's. You know, I think it's happening more and more. Like, we just had Nate on, and, you know, we talk about Sid and all those boys, but it's like those are the guys who are setting the forefront of, you know, you can do it out of this part of the world. You can go do anything you want. And at an age of 16, 15, 14, whatever you are, to look at guys like that and have an example, it's, I don't know, it's it's unreal. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't even a question. I was just <laughs> rambling. <laughs> I was going to say something I kind of forgot, but, uh, yeah, I think um, – when I went up there, like, originally, it was like, okay, this is my opportunity if I want to make it to the NLL. Like, this is the path I need to be on. But I was, I didn't, like, go up there, like, I'm guaranteed to make the NLL, you know? Like, yeah. I, I kind of just went up there, like, this is my opportunity. Yeah. I can make the most of it. And, um, you know, when I first got up there, we talked about this last time, but when I first got up there, I wasn't, like, if in my first year in junior A, like, no one would have said that kid's going to go to the NLL. Yeah. You know, like... I, I just progressed every year, and I took every opportunity to play. That was that was the one thing that I told myself. Because we have a limited amount of lacrosse in Nova Scotia, you don't get to play all year. Yeah. I said, if I'm going to be up here, I'm going to play every every opportunity I get to play. I'm going to take it. And um, you know, that's I played in the ALL at age 18, which was like a senior league. You know, with very little experience up there i just you know my buddy said you want to play i said yep yeah you know like i just took every opportunity to play because i knew that's how you get better yeah and uh that's how you get noticed right yeah so yeah there's yeah. definitely ways to, to do it now man the, the internet's a crazy thing you're talking yeah. about draper with the video you know you yeah, set no, a video that, of yourself and you get yourself out there it's that millions def- of ways. that definitely has an impact right like yeah. you can be a name but you got to have some buzz around your name and especially being like a local guy for him like it just made sense for halifax yeah there and I'm, I'm super glad that worked out and i just i know he's putting the work in so i'm excited for him to get that opportunity against the top guys and yeah see what he can do especially in a place in his backyard yeah you know what i mean yeah halifax is a good team though they uh they picked up they picked up some good guys did they like i know they got a couple i don't i don't know rosters in the nll yeah if they if you if say it i believe it. tyson bell is a guy that they picked up he played for calgary he's from st Catharines. okay so i'm pretty good buddies with him i play with him all the time good guy 
great guy, but he's he's legit, man. He's he's going to be one of the best players, defensive players in the league in the How next old couple is he? years. I think he's like 25, oh, so right. he's just like just in his prime and yeah, he's he's really good. That's a that's a big pickup for them. Wow. Yeah. What about you guys? Have you guys made any free agent acquisitions? Yeah, we picked up uh we mm-hmm. made a lot of moves in the off season actually. We picked up uh Ben McIntosh, one of the best righties in the league, Corey Small, a lefty sniper, uh Alex Krepensex, a, a solid veteran D guy. So, yeah, we made some big moves like we're uh we're primed to to take a run at it. So, I can't wait to get back down there, man. Is your captain still on the team? The, yeah, the, Kyle Matisse. Matisse, thank yeah. you uh, Kyle if you're listening for the stick once again. Yeah. That was uh I show it off every time someone comes into the studio. <laughs> Very thankful for that stick. So, Saturday I'm going to try my best to get out there and try to shoot around with it. Yeah, for sure. Um I do yeah, I do want to get out Saturday. You're going full gear. Full gear. If you have 20 guys, you can do 10 on 10. Yeah. That's what we would you hopefully two, do. Do you have two goalies? Yeah. You got goalies coming out, eh? Oh, yeah. I didn't think that. The boys are hungry, man. They're hungry around here. I know. I'm not a... F- <laughs> I'm such a bag of shit right now. <laughs> I'm such a... Yeah, <laughs> Upstairs, that's... there's like chocolate everywhere. I'm just... Every time I go up to use the washroom, I'm grabbing two chocolates. But... I uh, I didn't mention, but this setup is pretty unreal. It's looking good, man. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. You were honestly probably one of the last podcasts we did in my uh, in my parents' basement. Yeah. Because that was right before COVID got serious, so we had to shut it down. Right. And I don't think we really we might have done one or two after, but I think you might have been the last podcast in that in that studio. And then yeah, we got this place now. But no, yeah. I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is a good setup. Looks legit. Speaking of setups, I forgot I got to tell you this. So the other day, not the other day, it was probably four or five months ago i had a buddy who just moved to the same neighborhood that we live in and he was driving by and uh he was driving by the school where we play where that net is Mm -hmm. and he knew that i lived in the neighborhood he's like hey man like is that your net by any chance like do you know if i can go shoot on i'm like no that's pacers net like i don't (laughs) i don't think he would care if you go shoot on it he's like oh sick so he's driving he bought the house like right next to the school saw the net and uh and he says he goes and shoots on it is it still there the net yeah it is still there what what's the rule with letting people shoot? You don't hey, care. Anyone can shoot. That's grow, a sick little the game. It's sick, like the little yeah. thing you got back there. Yeah, man. That's you know that's honestly where I, uh, that's where all the dreams came to fruition down at the wall there and <laughs> in, in the tennis court. You know, a lot of hours spent hitting the wall there and yeah. That's 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 the beauty of lacrosse, right? Like if you want to get better at it, you just got to put the time in and yeah. You know, it's not so much like hockey where you got to have a rink and you know it's like you can go hit find a wall get the stick in your hand you know that that pays dividends and everyone you know the best guys in the world are playing wall ball right now like it it's not like there's some secret that the top guys are doing you know so when i I remember back in the peewee bantam days i would take it to school with me like yeah. I'd get in trouble with my teachers because I'd just be sitting at my desk, just crazy. Just always had it in my my hand, always. Yeah, it's an yeah. addicting feeling having that ball in the mesh and just knowing how you. I don't know. It's just it, it feels like it's part of you. Yeah, it does. It's a weird feeling, but I remember. Yeah, back when I wanted to get good at the game, it was always in my hand. Always. There's just yeah. so many things you can and, do with it. You know, hitting the wall like that's like uh, meditation almost. Yes, you know, well like, said. Like you go down there and just clear your head and just just hitting it off the wall over and over yeah. like that's definitely something i i look forward to doing i wanted to ask you did you ever know mr fink wayne fink yeah i did did you yeah well, well, what, what was mean, your i think if you played lacrosse in nova scotia you knew you knew yeah. uh wayne for sure so do you have any stories about wayne growing up like the uh, <laughs> i i would say i mean he never a little co- closer sorry yeah yeah 
he never coached me or anything yeah. so i didn't get to experience that but i did ref with him a few times and i remember just like being like a 13 year old kid refing and being with him it was always like you know you kind of knew that he was going to take care of you out there so yeah yeah no he was the man like he's oh. like he's like the godfather of lacrosse in nova scotia so yeah it was uh sad to see see uh yeah pass, but it was unfortunate very unfortunate he's, the he's done so much for the game so he's yeah. a legend absolutely and when you talk about our generation like you know guys who are mid-20 pushing 30 right now back like you just said when we're 13 years old he was the guy that put the stick in the hand he was the guy i didn't even know you refed yeah Did just you? as a kid like a yeah. little bit yeah maybe that's the thing like I, I remember stories where he would be at games and refs didn't really know what to do in certain situations and even if he was up in the stands or like working the clock he would stop the game and be like no this is actually how you do it not in a rude way just he just didn't yeah. know how to do it so yeah. he, he, he educated the whole province on certain things and to this day like i said in, in that article i wrote a couple of months ago or a month ago just who knows where lacrosse nova scotia would be if it wasn't for that guy there's a, there's a, other people as well but yeah he yeah. helped for sure man yeah and uh you know he played in the nll himself and did he i didn't know yeah, that he did back in the day he played for montreal i think when they had a team no way yeah and his son played in the nll danny right dan dan, dan fink he yeah. played for philly did he yeah so that's kind of cool but um and his daughter he's a daughter his daughter yeah. i think she played like division one she played ncaa so like crazy yeah definitely shows his knowledge and yeah what he passed down i remember when he introduced the game to our, our elementary school and within the next week 50 percent of the kids walking around had a lacrosse stick in their hand that's what i was talking about being in school just always having the stick in my hand he just it was like a it was like a wave that just kind of went over the whole school and yeah. the next thing you know everyone's asking questions like okay, what does a lacrosse helmet look like what is a what's a rib cage what does an elbow pad look like yeah, like yeah. the curiosity at least within my school was ridiculous just we, we had questions for days what how do you do this how do you do that what happens when you score if you score from this far away is it two points how what does the goalie wear mm. and i remember going to certain games and playing against other teams like southwest and tasso or st margaret's bay i guess they're called mm. and uh the same questions you know i remember we'd show up to games and you know we'd be warming up and you'd go meet your friend at the red line and be like, do you know how to do this on a game? Like, what's going on here? But Mr. Fink was always there to kind of, like, solve it and figure it yeah. out. You know, what's a pick and roll? What are you talking about? How, you got to switch hands to shoot? What? How do you do that? There's just so much to learn. Yeah. And to this day, like, I bet the best players in the world are still trying to learn and, and innovate the game. Oh, yeah. You have sure. to be. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'd say that's a big part of my success is just, mm. is just always, like, taking every opportunity around the top guys to see what they're doing and, see the niches to their game and uh, yeah that's yeah that's what helps you get ahead i love watching the games from up in the press box at the scotiabank arena because it's such a different uh you know the bird's eye view of seeing how the game breaks down i love watching that compared to the where the fans sit it's a it's a it's a different view yeah i, I like it it's a lot of a lot of information i guess that you wouldn't maybe get from sitting yeah you can see this how they're spread out and sort of yeah all the spacing and how much how much that's in play i'd say you see the anticipation of guys off the ball like i find if you're like a, an average fan of lacrosse you'll watch the guy with the ball that's playing yeah. and you know but i love watching the guys that don't have the ball the off ball movement so especially when the nll came here because watching lacrosse you know not that there's anything wrong with lacrosse nova scotia but obviously it's not a skill set of the nll so my whole life I just watched guys from around here in Quebec, Ontario, but then watching it at an NLL level. I remember that first inter-squad game. 
or you all, you're probably in Philly when that happened, but I remember the Thunderbirds let a, it was free. So they packed the Scotiabank arena yeah. and it was the first time I ever saw an NLL game in person as an adult. I saw a couple as a kid and we were lucky enough to sit up there and just, I don't know, just the, the things they were able to get away with, like the hacking, like if you, yeah. well, boom, no call. Crazy. Yeah, it's definitely different. Like with the picks and stuff, you know, oh. around here, like moving pick if you move at all like they're calling it whereas up there it's basically like and then that and all it's basically like as long as you don't knock the guy over <laughs> yeah it's, so i mean as a defender like you think that you're dealing out all the all the damage and all the physicality but you got to keep your head up on the dn because you'll get blindsided with a pick and you can get hammered and then it's a two-on-one for them and that's a scoring chance right so yeah yeah. How long did it take you to, you know, have that NLL welcome moment? It's like, oh, you can do that and get away with it? Like, when did that come into play? Yeah, I mean, we honestly, in junior up there, like, the rules are pretty much the same. Like, really? Like, we have the same, it's the same refs, like. In the NLL and junior? Yeah. Really? In Ontario? Yeah, yeah so, because it's a pretty small community, right? So, they have the, for junior A, they have the top guys doing the junior and NLL. So, yeah. the rules are honestly the exact same. So, I was pretty familiar with that, but, um welcome to the nll moment i guess like i'd say that you know i i felt pretty comfortable my first few games like i i came in and i was i was pretty comfortable we won like three of our first four that i played nice and um but i remember uh playing against georgia and georgia's like they they got the best offense in the league like lyle thompson randy stat shane jackson was the mvp this year and he's a he's a lefty so i was covering him and I remember he's carrying it down low and he throws a flip pass right by my ear to a guy <laughs> in front of the net and they score. And I'm just like, I didn't honestly have never seen someone throw a flip pass like that. Like I mean, just like a little whoop. Like he like was carrying it like this and he flipped oh, it. Yeah, like, like, okay. But it was like right across the crease and it was just unbelievable. So that, that was sort of when I'm like, okay, these guys are just on another level, but you're in the game. So you got to just... <laughs> refocus and what's next you know so. yeah it's crazy the the level of skill that you're able to see out there I, I just for myself watching up in the press box but i couldn't imagine excuse me being down there and seeing a ball whisper by your ear as some guy just tosses it behind his back or a little flip pass like the the quickness of how something like that happens ridiculous yeah ridiculous yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely fast the ball moves fast out there yeah. I, I think i told that that story the first time i was on when uh in training camp when uh i was they i was on defense obviously and they swing the ball and i'm looking and then it swings back and i turn to look and it's already back <laughs> yeah you told like me that already story. back yeah, to yeah. my side and i'm just like oh my god this you, is so fast you but, did a 360 you're like where's the ball yeah like look this way and then looked they swung it back and it was already back again so but yeah you definitely have to be aware of your positioning and just be able to see, you know, the ball and your man at the same time. So so tough to do. Yeah. How's your vision? You have like twenty twenty vision. You wear yeah. glasses? No, I do. No? Uh, yeah, I've twenty twenty. You need good eyes when you play lacrosse, man. Think about yeah. it. That's a small ball. It's moving quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It is tough. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny. So a guy, a guy on our team, Blaze Reardon, he plays offense uh, for us yeah. in Philly, but he's a uh, he's like the best field goalie in the world. Yeah. And so this guy's like. His reaction time is just off the charts because he's a field goalie, right? So those yeah. guys are, those oh yeah, like he's getting guys cranking at 100 miles an hour from like 
10 yards away, right? Like Psycho, man. That's yeah. crazy. But his, like, you throw him a pass, like, and even when he's playing offense, like, you throw him kind of a bad pass, and he just, like, catches it, like, way down here. Like, he never drops the ball just because really? his reaction time so good. So it definitely does have a – does does play a factor. Some of those field goalies, man, are absolute psychos. Like, I could never, ever in a million years ever play that position. I like, know. anyone who does it, God love you. Good for you. You, you got bigger balls than me. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, our field goalie at Brock, uh, Simon Bellamy, he's an absolute savage. The guy, like, I've, you meet a lot of field goalies, and they're, like, they love it, but they're not, like, willing to take shots after practice and stuff. Like, Why not? Just because, like, they don't want to get soaked with the ball, you know? Like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, like yeah. They're, they're not really looking for those extra reps, but <laughs> our uh, our goalie at Brock, Simon, he, he – he will tire us out. We'll be too tired to keep shooting before this guy stops. But I love he's it. He's going home like just bumps and bruises all over. And what a warrior! Yeah, he's a warrior. But I mean, if you want to get better, right? Like he just oh. wants to get better, and does you got to get in the net and take shots, right? Who's your um, Who's your D coach in Philly, and how much has he helped you? My D coach is Ian Rubel. Okay, um, and he was also Whoa. my coach in junior A. So, you told me this, yeah, yeah and you, so, you have high praise for him. Yeah, he's he's been awesome. He's been huge for my development, and, uh, you know, he coached me three years in junior, and then basically was the reason that I got to okay. Philly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have a great relationship, and he trusts me a lot, and we play the same system that I played in junior, so it was a really good transition for me. It's awesome. Yeah, so that's why I, I, I got lucky in Philly, and it's definitely uh, – an ideal place for me yeah that's awesome yeah going into a situation where you're more comfortable and just having people around you that you know how to work with yeah cream that's cream of the crop that's perfect yeah and then he knows what i can do and he trusts me to go out there and play play my game and so uh yeah i had a lot of a lot of success with him this year and uh hopefully just keep it rolling into the next year so that's my next question what's april they said at the nll yeah april start day is what is what they've what is told it? us. So it's January now, pretty much. Yeah, still a long way January, away. January, March, April. That's like three months. Yeah. I'm not a math major. January, February, February March, March, April. Four months? Four months, yeah. You're the math guy, yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, from what I've heard, they haven't they haven't released anything about, um, like, the schedule or if it's going to be in certain cities or anything like that. They just said April start date. Um, I, from what I've heard, just rumors, it's, they're hoping to have a full 18 game season, mm. like regular travel. Like, I, I bet it's just the Canadian teams that that's kind of the fork in the road. It's like, all right, well, just the, well, obviously the NL, the NHL can afford to have a Canadian bubble, but I don't know if the NLL can, like that's how many Canadian teams are in the NLL, Canada, Halifax, Toronto, uh, Saskatchewan, Vancouver, Calgary. So five, five, five out of thirteen. So it's like if there's a Canadian they, bubble, they can that could, work? They probably could do a Canadian division. Yeah? yeah, they probably could, but I don't know. Like that's, it's a little different, right? Like, are you gonna have like Halifax flying out to Vancouver like yeah. a couple times? Like probably not. There's a lot of logistics that go into it in order to save money. And and the thing is with our league is they they, uh, like we need fans. Yeah, you do need so, fans. Yeah. I mean, from what I've heard is they they're hoping to have fans. So. I think I don't think that's a problem in America. I don't think it is either, especially if they can get the vaccine distributed, right? But um, it's definitely hard to be. You want to be optimistic, but you don't want to get your hopes up either. Right? Yeah. So 
it's definitely up in the air still. Yeah. Well, at least there's conversation about it, and it's just like, no, nah, it's not happening until 2022. At least there's a, a somewhat of a set date, something to look forward to. Yeah, for sure. I know they they want to make it happen, and it would be pretty cool to have have it going through the summer. That yeah. would probably be that would be nice. Yeah, go to all those different cities in the summer would yeah, be cool. That'd so. be sick. Um, what what do you know about the vaccine? Uh, Are you comfortable talking about that? Are you a political guy? You're good? <laughs> I mean, from what I've learned, like, um, I think vaccines are good. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you know anything about this vaccine, though, and anything, like, how it works, what it attacks in the body? No, nothing. No, like, I haven't, like, done any research on it, so. Just has to stay refrigerated. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'm just hoping that they can get enough out there that we can open up. Yeah. It'd be nice. Hopefully it works. Things yeah. can happen. Yeah. I mean, I think what I see for the future is, like, it's going to be, like, a, because you already see that there's that different variant, right? Like, What does that mean? Like, there's a different strain of, oh. like, it was over in the UK. Yeah. So, I think it's going to be, like, you get your flu shot and you get your coronavirus shot, yeah, like, okay. every year type of thing. So, okay. But... What's the first step of creating a vaccine? You find the disease, you put it on a plate, and then you just throw liquid at it. <laughs> I don't know. It's like how do you start? How do you start working on a vaccine? I don't know. Do you? Basically, what a vaccine is, from like what I've learned, is it'd be like a, it, it would be like a non-live version of the virus, so uh, it can't infect you, and then you inject that, and your body can make antibodies against it without it making you sick so then when you come in contact with the live version you already have the antibodies to also oh, you're it. immune to it almost yeah so it's almost yeah. a preparation to, okay same thing as if when you get sick like you fight it off your body makes antibodies and then you can't get that again right yeah like you can't get chicken pox again because you yeah because you have the shot yeah or you've had it before and your body's developed the antibodies to fight it off oh, okay that's cool yeah yeah, they must have been working around the clock to try to figure that out, man. If it's affecting the economy, that's one thing that always, not always, but it's something I thought about. It's like, okay, there's a thing out there called the coronavirus, and it's affecting the economy. Mm. And they have found a vaccine for it within a year, but yet there's other diseases out there that are killing, you know, you got cancer, you got AIDS, and they still don't have a cure for it. I don't know. There's, I don't want to get into that road, but I just thought yeah. it was very fishy that they found a, a cure so quickly. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you got to think about the allocation of resources that probably went towards this and the amount of money. And obviously, it's a big ticket for whoever's creating that vaccine first, right? So Pfizer, I think, is distributing it right now. Yeah, and uh, so it's it's a big, like, tons of resources, tons of research. Like, nothing's been this globally researched the way the coronavirus vaccine has been. So yeah. it, it is understandable that it would come out so quick and, mm. you know, those other... It, it's a virus, so it's a lot more common to make a vaccine for that than, say, an autoimmune disease like uh, AIDS or something. Yeah. I can see how you can become interested in a topic like that, though. You know, like, think about it. Like, uh, the person that figures out this vaccine is saving the world, essentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, so I'm starting to understand a little bit how you can become, okay, no, I'm going to look into bioscience as a career. I yeah. get that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think I always was, like, I was always interested in the human body so it's pretty cool when you're learning about how like mechanisms of your own body like how yeah. you break down food and that gives you energy like just it's things that are happening in your body and it's so complex and 
Yeah. So that was always interesting to me. At what age did you become fascinated with it? Like, were you just on YouTube and some guy was like, how, how do you, how I does that I think that, that was happen? just always like kind of new, like science is a good route yeah. to take. Like, I think I just was like, I, you know, my parents definitely like always kept me in check. Like, yeah, sports are there, but they're not going to be there forever. But education is something that will take you anywhere. Right. And yep. like, it's, it's necessary. So um, I think I always like put school, made school a priority and, you know, I was, I'm a competitive guy and, um, like I would get a bad test or a bad exam mark and like that would just rattle me for like days. Like that'll rattle me more than like a bad game, you know? Like, really? Yeah. Like I'm just, and it's not because like I want to be better than the next guy or I want to get a higher mark than someone else. It's just like, personally, I just want to do well in that and so um yeah I was always competitive in school too and sports so um and science was just like you know it's definitely just a good route to take so yeah um where does that drive come from do you have a brother no I have an older sister what so where does that competitive nature come from I don't know maybe I, I guess my parents probably um are similar similar that way you know my uh my dad's a really hard working guy and, yeah and, and my mom too so i think they just instilled that in me from a young age like you know i uh i had my own lawn mowing business when i was like i think i started mowing lawns when i was like 13 man like, did you yeah like i had a little cart like i would pull a cart around my neighborhood because i couldn't drive <laughs> it had the lawnmower the whipper snipper leaf blower like uh, it would take me like 20 minutes to walk to a house. I'd be bagged before I got there. But like, you know, I just, my parents always just kind of instilled like hard work pays off and, you know, you got to work for what you want. And, and, uh, yeah, the competitiveness, I think I've just always had that. That's an idea. Yeah, it comes to some people naturally. You don't have to have an older sibling or anything to fight for the last chicken wing on the table. It's, it can just come to yeah. a guy naturally. And it can yeah. come at different aspects of life. It's good that, you know, you're saying you're 13 years old and you started Alex Pace Landscaping and you're doing it. AP like, Lawn Care. AP Lawn Care. Sorry, my, my, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, and all that, that, that's great that your parents are able to instill that. Because some parents try to do it. Yeah. And then the, the kid just, you know, fucks off and doesn't. And then yeah. the next thing you know, you got a spoiled brat when the kid's 30. Yeah. You know, it's like it's good that you had a, you know, wide ears and you're listening you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna work hard yeah it's good yeah and i think uh a lot of guys you know they like you play sports and maybe you're a good like triple a hockey player and, and a lot of guys sort of feel like like that's enough and they don't oh, take yeah. school serious and i i don't know i think my, my parents always kind of directed me to take school serious but a lot of the pressure i put on is just like for myself just yeah wanting to do well and not being satisfied yeah I was always jealous of the kids that were good in school and, well, not good at hockey too, but just the kids that were good in school and were able to balance the sporting aspect of it well and play AAA. I wasn't one of those kids. I was the AAA kid, but the, the school aspect of things never really came natural to me. Yeah. And I remember this is like, uh, I, I had a buddy, Alex Burke, you know him? I Went know the Queens, name. Played Queens lacrosse. Oh, real, really? real smart guy. He's, okay. uh, he's a dentist now. Oh, wow. I don't, I feel, he's not a dentist. He's a, it's a, it's a big word. He's going to. He went to school for like 20 years. And yeah, he was a real yeah, smart yeah. guy. And uh, we, I remember he used to drive me home from um, school. You know, on report card day, him and his sister, who goes to Harvard, works wow. at Harvard. Well, his sister works at Harvard now. 
they'd show off the report card to the mom. Be like, look at the A's, look at the B's. And I'd go in the car and be like, I'd out D's, a couple F's, maybe a C if I'm lucky. <laughs> and I'd just be like, get me home. Just let me get this over with for my parents looking at the report card. But I remember, always remember looking back at those moments now. And I think that if I was more of an academic individual, I wouldn't have this company that makes me happy. Yeah, exactly. And that's definitely the other side. Like it's not school's not for everyone. And, no. and there's tons of other ways to be successful. Make but hard money. work, you got to be a hard but working th- no matter what you exactly. do. Exactly. I think that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So and, and my parents never said, like, you got to get a science degree. Like, you know, they they weren't like push me in that they're just like whatever you're gonna do just don't half-ass it you know? exactly yeah but I, I i agree completely with what your parents are saying and everything but like there's there's kids out there that have that work ethic but just don't know how to apply it to anything right you know what i mean i had a work ethic when it came to hockey like i loved it yeah. but outside of hockey i didn't know how to apply work ethic to anything right you know yes. what i mean yep. i hated school no, no everyone telling me things I, I didn't it didn't come naturally to me so I just didn't know where to apply that effort. Yeah, you definitely need to be guided. Yeah. Guided and I think it's a big part of it is you got to like you said, you know, this company makes you happy and it's you got to find what you're passionate about too. Right? Yeah, definitely. I see a lot of guys in university, guys and girls and it's like they're getting their degree but it doesn't really they're not really sure what they want to do, you know, they're not motivated through it. They're kind of just squeaking by and it's like you know, I don't know if that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Like find what you want to find, what drives you and, yeah. and put a hundred percent into it. I think when you're younger too, it's the money factor. It's like, I'm just going to go get a business degree and then hopefully I'll make money and get yeah. a house and all that. When at the end of the day, you know, maybe you do go that route and you start to make money, but then you realize, eh, that's not really making me happy. I'm miserable. I have a exactly. half a million dollar mortgage that I'm paying for. I'm never even in this house. And the next thing you know, you're, you're trying to work backwards at the age of 40. But that's the thing I think about the internet that's great. You can learn from so many people that have made mistakes and you can work towards something that you love to do. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's one thing I always stress on this podcast is try to be a role model for, for those kids who are in junior high, high school and think just because they're failing a, a foundations math test that their life is over. Yeah. Because I was that kid and there's a lot of other kids like that out there. Yeah. But like I said, these kids just need to figure out to apply their work ethic to something that gets noticed, I guess. Yeah. You know? And it's, and it's tough. Yeah, I guess, uh, like, did you ever see this sort of coming about, like, the way it has? This? Yeah. No, man. God, no. You, no. Because, like, you, no. It, I, you know what I hate when people say? They go, before you start a business, have a business plan. Mm-hmm. Man, my business my business plan changes four times a day. Yeah. I get an email saying, hey, do you want to do a live stream? We don't know how to live stream, but I'm going to say yes. I'll figure it out. If you're going to pay me for it, yeah, I'll exactly. do it. Like, no. So this, no. It started as a podcast, but it's grown into so much more. Yeah, and I think even just from watching, because I've been, I've been following you guys from the start because- Appreciate that. Thank you. Know, you. I, was a, I was a maritime athlete, and you're covering a lot of guys that I knew, so I'm like- you know, this is, this is cool. This is a new sort of area that we don't have around here. Yep. So, um, just to see the, the hustle you guys have been doing, it's, it's, uh, mm. it's encouraging. Well, the only reason this business is successful is because of guys like you, you know, it's because of guys like Nate, because of guys like Sid, because of guys like Draper that are just coming up. It's guys like yourself that are, are putting a forefront to, to Nova Scotia rather than just Ontario and BC like Nova Scotia is making some noise across Canada and this company is this company would be in the shits if it wasn't for for guys like you because you guys are something to talk about you guys are someone to talk to you guys have stories yeah it's just I remember five I don't know I don't know when we started the company 
2017, and you just looked at that trend of, oh, okay, this guy's going to Cornell. Oh, this this guy's going to Boston College. What's going to be playing for the Mooseheads? Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, that's like 20 potential podcast guests. And then after that, it's like, boom, okay, then I, now, we, now we have more people, more sports, more uh, leagues, more coverage, more cameras, and it's just, you just keep growing with it. Yeah, it just but, leads yeah. to so many other oh, avenues. And crazy. I think I think that's sort of like I can relate to that it's like being a guy from Nova Scotia and you know even just with lacrosse you see the opportunities those kids have in Ontario like yeah like right now I'm coaching a uh I'm coaching a U13 team in Ontario with uh there's four other guys holding Garland plays for Saskatchewan Rush okay Latrell Harris pays for Toronto Rock nice Jeff Wittig Colorado Mammoth like we're all buddies yeah we all played junior a together but there's four four of us are coaching these U13 kids. You know? Love that, and it's awesome. Like I definitely like realize I have a passion for coaching, and uh, yeah. but it, like you know we're we're kind of sitting around talking. It's like these kids are getting coached by four NLL guys, you know, and like you would never have that opportunity in Nova Scotia, and that just makes me want to give back more here because you know there's so much opportunity there, and you kind of see some of those kids maybe take it for granted. Mm. Whereas um, I think we appreciate it a little more here. Yeah. You should start a camp here. Yeah, I definitely want to one day. It's hard because I'm away Yeah, majority of the year. But when I'm uh, – I hope one day that I'll be back here full time and, and uh, I can really – dedicate a lot of my life to growing the game here that's yeah that's something i want to do never know i could be talking to the next halifax thunderbirds head coach here who knows you never know one day just think <laughs> yeah. about it if you're getting into cat ca- you're thinking coaching is a passion you know 20 yeah. 30 years down the line anything's possible yeah yeah man for sure so yeah how much time are we at right now 43 43 jesus you do Close look hungover. over <laughs> 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 he's like my mom's listening to this <laughs> all right um, so what are you doing the rest of uh your time here uh just gonna try and uh see my buddies and play hockey and play, play hockey yeah i know yeah. you play hockey yeah i played uh played for high i played high school did you yeah played for, for jail did you yeah you got a great new high school going in man know, holy awesome. smokes yeah. top of the line it's huge yeah, it looks good. I drove by it there the other day. I was shocked. No, man, it looks awesome. I really hope they put a turf field in there because apparently they're going to demo the old school, put a field in. That's the, what I've oh, heard. Yeah. So it would be awesome to get a turf field in. As long as they don't touch the rink. I love that rink. No, yeah, keep the rink. Yes. Yeah, don't touch the rink. Yeah, yeah, I was raised at that rink. <laughs> Same. Like when you talk about like smells in a rink, that's, that rink has a smell. Yeah, like you, you, walk, you walk in there. Uh, when does lacrosse season start up? June, yeah, like May. May. You walk in there, May. You get that little butterfly going. The season's about to start. Holy smokes, that's a smell. Yeah, a lot of memories there. A lot sure. of memories. Yeah, but I don't know that school looks really good. That's great for the community. Odd fact I heard about the other day. So who's telling me this? So we were talking about the Shabukto Minor Hockey Association and how back in the day they didn't have really the skill set. It wasn't there. But mm-hmm. now because of so many other communities coming around this area. Because, you know, you got the community by jail. What's it called where Jasper lives? The uh, Right by the rink, the new one. The Macintosh Run there? Yeah, what's it called? I don't know. But what the, the, but the, the, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess you don't live here anymore. I forget what it's called. But anyways, there's yeah. just tons of communities coming up in a boat, and there's a bunch of kids coming to this community. Maybe you can and, well, maybe you can say yes or no to this, but apparently the Shabukto Minor Hockey Association is becoming a lot more skilled because there's just tons of kids coming to this area. Every year. Like, Every year they're getting better? Every yeah. Every year they're like top of the league. Yeah? Really? And I remember when we were younger, back in the day, like Shabukto, they, just, they yeah. weren't the best team at all. Yeah. But now, 
completely changed. One, because it's the most affordable housing, too. Yeah. Uh, and because it's just a lot of communities coming up and around. On this street alone, there's like every day eight kids playing hockey. When McKinnon left, they saw him up the street and started running towards oh, him and yeah. drove off. But like every day there's kids playing hockey. Everywhere you drive around, kids playing hockey. So yeah, good for them. I know growing up playing for Shabak, though, was definitely tough. Like we would have like a triple A team and then we would have like a B team, you know? Yeah, it's like, the numbers weren't there. You know, you got Halifax and Tassa that have triple A, double A, you know? So yeah. we never had like a true triple A team. Yeah. So we were always like just battling, but um, – yeah, it's great to see this area growing and just Halifax growing in general. Shabak has great jerseys too. That green and the lighthouse yeah. and the yellow. I think that's mint. That's classic. Yeah, it that's is. That's very nice. Yeah. But it would be nice to see if they get a turf in there because if there's a turf up by JL, that means we can play lacrosse. I know, man. That would Shorter be. Shorter drive. That would be great for the community. And, you know, we, like going to JL, we had our football team couldn't practice on our field and our lacrosse team, you know, it's like. Yeah. So I'd, I'd love to see them put that in there. Yeah, it would be nice. That's the thing. I was talking to the Thunderbirds uh, management, and they're like, yeah, there's nowhere to practice here because mm-hmm. they really want a place to practice with turf other than cement. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, there's nowhere we can get a turf and, and get a nice practice. And same with away teams coming in. I, they, they said, like, uh, the Toronto Rock came here, and they had to practice at the Bowls. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, hey, that's not really. Well, I know the gray is like. Or maybe it was the gray. The gray is full-time lacrosse now or, like. Turf? They no, no turf. Okay. But they, they don't have the ice in there at all anymore. Yeah. So, uh, and it's it's like real slippery, like concrete, like it's not good. I know my buddy plays for San Diego, and they were here, uh, they were here in like January or February, yeah. and uh, he sent me a, a Snapchat like, "Man, this is the coldest drink I've ever played." <laughs> and I got the gray. <laughs> but I mean, really, all you need to do is throw some turf down there, maybe yeah. get some new lights, and you could have a full yeah. full. Uh, year lacrosse facility which would be another big yeah big boost for our lacrosse community it would be great if the thunderbirds bought the rink because i don't like if it's if they're not putting ice in there then you know it would be cool if they just bought it they put their own turf in there and it became like a practice facility because the metro center downtown or scotiabank center that's that's full of ice all the time there's always concerts there so you definitely can't play as much as you want to yeah like even even in philly like we don't we don't practice at the wells fargo like we have a practice facility just down the well do you with turf yeah. See, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's a big bonus. Like, not everyone has it in yeah. the league. Obviously, Halifax doesn't, and like, there's not not all the teams do. But it's nice because we can we fly in Friday night and oh, go man. there and go there and get helmets and gloves, just yeah. get a light light pracky, and then in the morning we'll go to the Wells Fargo and do our shoot around there. But such a sick league. I love the fly in aspect. Like, I get some guys live in the certain city. How many guys live in Philly that play in? I think your team? we had like maybe five or six. Yeah, but the mo- other guys like fly in. I love that lifestyle. Just coming in, yeah. we got a couple weekend games, and I'm going to go back to my regular life. I, there's something about that that's really just unique. No other professional league, I don't think, does that. Yeah, it's cool, man. Like, you're just like looking forward to that yeah. Friday afternoon. You know, you're driving to the airport, you meet up with a few of the boys there, and like, you know, just everything kind of all your worries kind of go away you just dial it in for the weekend yeah. and then once you get to the city everyone sort of connects once we're there and you know we get out and have a meal with the boys and yeah it's pretty cool you you're just fully focused and and emerged in the in the lacrosse and then yeah you fly home sunday and it's like you know first semester or my first semester last year we had just started playing so i was just starting to fly out to philly like every weekend and i had like 
8 a.m. Monday class. Oh, just absolute bagger. Rock star lifestyle. Yeah. I gotta get up and go to yeah. class. We're like out on Saturdays, and then you're you're up early Sunday morning, flying home, and it's just like, all right, back to back yeah. to the school grind. Back so, to real life. Yeah. Um, how bad are you just itching to play in Halifax? Oh man, so you're bad. Itching. Yeah. How, how close were you to do? Because I mean, I guess because of the virus, not close. Because we were supposed to play April. April like 18th or something. Then when did this all happen? It's uh, all it's all good, Justin. If they're, it's all good. Sorry, keep like going. like it got shut down like March oh, 11th yeah. or whatever. So, but yeah, man, like it was it was gonna be unreal. It was like a one o'clock game on a Saturday in April, like like probably be decent weather and you know <laughs> be in Halifax with all the boys and. Uh, play play at home you know honestly like everyone i ran into when i was home this summer said oh yeah we were waiting to go to that your game and it would have been packed too because they were just building up that fan base where they were starting to almost sell out the upper bowl too yeah. so like when you came it definitely would have been sold out yeah yeah my parents had a, a bunch of people that were like lined up to get tickets and stuff so it's disappointing for sure that one hurts and then looking forward now it's like probably won't get it this year either because um I doubt we'll be coming to Halifax, you know, so just, just look forward to the future. Just keep your head down. You know, that's all you can do, man. Could be worse. Yeah, exactly. You always got to say it could be worse. But it definitely, uh, you definitely won't take it for granted anymore. Yeah. That's the one thing we've learned this last year. You know, I had, I had three different lacrosse seasons canceled and it's just like, you know, I, I'm, I miss it more than anything. It's like, yeah. it's like, am I even good anymore? I don't know. I can't like, I got to play. I got to, I got to hit someone. I got to get hit. I got to, I got to. All the stuff I've been playing is like non-contacts. So you're like, am I developing bad habits? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, you're getting soft. I know it'll, uh, I know once we get back out there, it'll, it'll all come back. If we go out Saturday, I'll, Jasper will let us hit him. We'll get out there. I'll make sure he, he puts on the full gear. We'll, we'll go at him. Yeah. yeah. Jasper's oh. always, uh, always out there battling. Saturday, eh? Yeah. One o'clock. Oh man, when's uh when's New Year's? Tomorrow? Thursday? Thursday. So Friday's not looking good for me. <laughs> yeah. So Saturday, Saturday the second. Perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> we could, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll bring the boys out, like for we'll get like the camera crew, and we'll mic someone up. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All I'm right. Sure, I'm sure Draper would love that. Oh yeah, cause is he gonna be there? Yeah, he'll be there. All right. That's, this guy has to get hours, and he's a co. Justin's a co-op student at Sir okay. John A. Nice. So he has to get his hours in. But we should have had them in, but everything got canceled. So we're like, we're just trying to get hours in for him. But can't, that'd be good. Can't but, you just sign off on his hours or something? I can, but <laughs> his guidance counselor is probably listening, so not yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> you just ruined I'm, that for us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, Justin. but no, we'll we'll figure it out. That'd be sick. Saturday. Yeah. Right. It'd be a good time. Hey right, man, you want to say anything? Anyone want to say hi to any friends? uh yeah shout out to everyone uh all the lacrosse players out there itching to get back i'd say uh i had a couple couple kids message me after the post there yesterday say what can i what can i do to get better in this off time and uh, i think it's pretty simple just keep the stick in your hand and you know keep keep your conditioning up and you know i think the guys i think the people who um take this time to improve are gonna be uh have a good head start so yeah 
Awesome. Well, Alex, man, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah. I love having you. You're always welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll be back for sure. Definitely. Maybe we'll come up. Eh, I was going to say maybe we'll do a podcast in Philly, but I don't see me getting to Philly anytime soon. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. All right, man. Uh, everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. I appreciate all the support. We are out. Happy New Year. We might get one more. No, no. New Year's is tomorrow, right? New Year's Eve. Yeah, so this is the last, last podcast of 2020. Let's go. So uh, 2021, round the corner. Work hard, have fun, stay safe, drink responsibly, and we're out. Eventually answers to the call of autumn All them falling for the love of falling Get caught with 30 rocks, the cop look like Alec Baldwin In a century anthems based off inner city tantrums Based off the way we was branded Face it, Jerome get more time than Brandon And at the airport they check all through my bag And tell me that it's random But we stay winning This week has been a bad massage I need a happy ending And a new beginning And a new fitted And some job opportunities is lucrative This the real world Homie school finished They just stole your dreams You don't know who did it I treat the cash the way the government tree says I won't be satisfied till all my niggas get it Get it? Ain't no question if I want it I need it I can feel it slowly drifting away from me I'm on the edge so why you playing? I'm saying I will never ever let you live this down Hip-hop, just a euphemism for a new religion The soul music of the slaves that the youth is missing But this is more than just my road to redemption Malcolm West had the whole nation standing at attention As long as I'm a polo smiling, they think they got me But they'll try to crack me if they ever see a black me I thought I chose a field where they couldn't sap me If a nigga ain't shooting the jumps, I'm running to trap me But this pimp is at the top of Mount Olympus Ready for the world's games, this is my Olympics We make them say oh, cause the game's so pimpish Choke us out Park rider with a fish stick I insisted to get up off of this dick And these drugs, niggas can't resist it Remind me when they try to have Ali enlisted If I ever wasn't the greatest nigga, I must have missed it Ain't no question if I want it, I need it I can feel it slowly drifting away from me I'm on the edge, so why you playing? I'm saying I will never ever let you live this down, down, down. I need more drinks.
King Celeste lights And that American apparel girl in just tights She told the director she trying to get in the school He said take them glasses off and get in the pool It's been a while since I watched the two Cause like a crip said I got way too many blues for any more bad news I was looking at my resume Feeling real fresh today They rewrite history I don't believe in yesterday And what's a black beetle anyway? A fucking roach? I guess it's why they got me sitting there fucking coach My guy said I need a different approach Cause people is looking at me like I'm sniffing coke It's not funny anymore, try different jokes Tell them hug and kiss my ass, X and O And kiss the ring while they at it Do my thing while I got it Play strings for the dramatic And then of that whack shit Act like I ain't had a belt in two classes I ain't got it, I'm coming after whoever who has it I'm coming after whoever who has it You blowing up, that's good, fantastic That y'all, it's like that y'all I don't really give a fuck about it at all Cause the same people that try to blackball me Forgot about two things, my black balls Ain't no question if I want it, I need it I can feel it slowly drifting away from me I'm on the edge, so why you playing? I'm saying I will never ever let you live this down I done cop Tim's, is lived in lenses Kid Armani suits, fresh fruits, valley boots and Benzes Counting up, smoking, one cuff Live as a red jag, a Louis bag, grabbing the blunt Fuck it, steam about 101 L's Kites off the jail, spying sweats, running up in Stetson Nigga had game was special It matched every black pair of Nikes Throwing dice for decimals The older head, bolder head, would train a soldier head Make sure he right in the field, not a soldier dead That meant cold red, bent off the black skunk, the black Dutch back of the old shed. If you can't live, you dying. You give or buying. Keep it real or keep it moving. Keep grinding, keep shining. To every young man, this is a plan. Learn from others like your brothers, Ray Kanye. Nothing, nothing, I've foreseen it. I dream it. I can feel it slowly drifting away from me. No more chances if you blow this. Focus, I will never ever let you live this down, down.